go ahead and be seated. Thank you, everybody. So wonderful to have everybody with us. It's such a privilege to have Pastor Justin and Grace with us. And Sister Lynn, we love you very much. I don't know. I'm guessing you're over there. I saw her in the foyer, but I haven't seen her since. I know she's in the room. But uh, I back to most of you. And I was just kind of focused on hearing everybody. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know me being up here without a mask on is nothing new for most of you, but me being up here without, with you without a mask on is very new to me. And I got to say, you look great. You look, you look great. Well, I, I don't believe that anybody in the room would disagree that <clears throat> we have it good in the traffic department in Fredericton. You only have to venture out of little New Brunswick to an urban center somewhere else to know that we don't really have traffic. I literally honestly laugh sometimes when people get laying on the horn when we have three cars. <laughs> three cars holding up a bit of traffic. I, 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 road rage, we have no idea. We just don't have any idea. When, when people get bent out of shape trying to get around Fredericton, it makes me laugh. I think it's funny. Um, and most of the time you can get from the far end of Prospect Street by the Hamwell to Marysville in about 12 minutes, not speeding. So it's not the long hours of commute that others experience in big cities like Toronto. We can, we can pretty much get anywhere in 10 to 15 minutes, just about, just about anywhere. So, so why is it that I chafe when it seems like <clears throat> I'm wasting time catching every red light? From the time that I leave Marysville, I know that I'm going to be craning my neck to see what color the light is when I round the turn and see the lights at Greenwood Drive. Did anyone else do that? I know that if the light is green way back there, when you know back by the power commission where the transformers are, and, and I know that when you come around that turn, if the light is green at that moment, then it's going to be red by the time I get to it. So I'm not even waiting to get to the light. I'm, I'm waiting way back there. I'm craning my neck. I'm actually driving over by the white line. So I can get a little advanced glance about what I'm going to be doing in the next 10 seconds. Whether or not I'm going to have to wait for one minute at a red light. Why is it? Why is it that I... You know, here's another question for you. Why do we call it stoplight instead of go light? Just things I don't know the answer to. I'm sure a psychologist somewhere has a long explanation that we all don't have time for right now. But... <clears throat> I'd like to turn that around. Why don't we just start calling them go lights? Go lights. So when I know that when I come around that Greenwood Drive, if the light is red, then there's a good chance if I'm doing the speed limit, and hopefully most of the time I am because it's well patrolled, I know that when I get to that Greenwood Drive light, it's going to probably be green. It's going to be green, and I'm going to be able to roll through and and then, if God's been good to me, if God's been good, there isn't anything that lets me know that I'm blessed and highly favored, like, like catching that green light at Main Street and then getting the welcome mat of all on that ramp up to the Princess Margaret Bridge. If that light is green, then I know. I know that I'm blessed and highly favored, and I'm shouting the whole way across the bridge, favor ain't fair. Come on, somebody. Echoing down through the St. John River Valley, favor ain't fair. 
rattle trap and all, rattling along the Princess Margaret Bridge just because I caught the green light. Red, red, it, it means, red means stop, but I'm telling you this morning, green means go. Yellow means hurry up and make that light. Why those colors, though? Why not blue and purple and brown? The, here's a little bit of a reason. The earliest traffic signals were designed for trains, not cars. They were red and green, gas-powered lights. More dangerous than what we have as far as an LED light now. Red, red was the inherited symbol from railroads. Red symbolized danger. It symbolizes that in many cultures and many things. But, but what makes sense is that it's considered the longest wavelength of any color on the visible spectrum. And so red is the most easy color to see with our naked eye. The ability that we have to see color is, is great. Uh, now, Kathy has told me before, I'm colorblind, but I can distinguish green and red. And that's usually just when I'm picking out a tie, and I do have a little green on today, I think. I don't know. But red, red was the easiest color to see, so it was... It was the stop, it was the stop that was given so that people would know. As a matter of fact, some of the early engineers, when they would ride the trains, at first the light color was clear for all clear, and, and, and the problem was, was pretty apparent when engineers would mistake the stars in the midnight sky as the clear light, and you can't stop a train on a dime. And so the, the light would be mistaken to be clear when, when in fact it was a, a star off in the distance, and and, uh, you know, legend is, is that there were many accidents as a result of that. So they had to change the color. And the ch color, you know, green at first was, was called caution. That was the caution symbol in the beginning with the railroads. But, but as time continued, they took, took away the clear light for all clear and, and turned the green to the all clear. I, I don't know how that translates over, but, but I thought well, I may as well take a minute and preach a little bit about that. Because I, 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 don't, I don't want us... To exercise this huge level of spiritual caution when we have been given the green light. I, I don't know if anybody's heard or not in the news. I, I, I came out of a funeral last week and the first call that I got was Kathy saying, have you heard? I said, heard what? I've been in uh, this funeral for the last hour. And she said, well, we're, we're going green next week. And it was like, woo! So for the last week we've been preparing and, and i got to tell you that it's, it feels pretty good to throw a little caution to the wind and embrace the reality of what we're in, what we're in this morning. I, I haven't come, you know, some opinions expressed may not, may not represent all in management this morning, but just speaking on my own, I'm so glad to be in green. I, I'm so glad that, that this morning that, that we've got the right, the privilege, now we've... we've uh, yeah, we've submitted. I'll use that word. That's a good word to use. We've submitted. We've complied. We've been a part of the, the thank you, the solution and not the problem. Some of you may think you've been part of the problem, Jack. I don't know. But I, I think that we've been part of the solution and not part of the problem. We've done our part. But, but this morning, church, I, I want to compel us that there's another part for us to play. That there's a reason bigger than just a pandemic that we're here. There, there's a positive purpose that God has placed us in. And I don't want to miss the moment because we're flying a caution flag when we've been given a green light. 
I, I just want to remind us today that it's time to pull out all the stops and it's time to step into God's plan and God's purpose. And you say, Jack, you're, you're just trying to rile people up emotionally. No, no, no. It's, it's deeper than that. It goes bigger than that. It's been more than just emotion for the last 15 months and it's more than just emotion this morning. It's a supernatural call that God has placed on the church and it's time for us to embrace the promise and go into the plan that God has availed us to do. It's time to go. Someone shout go. Green means go. It may have initially meant slow, but this morning, I just tell you what I feel in my spirit. Green means go. In the Holy Ghost, it means it's time to go, church. It's time to go forward into the plan. It's time to go forward into revival. Pastor Justin, I heard you this morning, and I said when you came down, I received that word because it's time to go and fill a balcony. It's time to go and fill the pews. It's time to go and fill the seat. It's time to go and fill the altar. It's time to go and fill the baptismal tank. It's time to go and change the world that we're in. It's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to go this morning. God is the God of go. You go to the father of faith. In Genesis chapter 11, it says that they went forth from the Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan. It wasn't time for Abraham to sit back when God said, stand up, Abraham. I'm calling you. Every place that your foot treads on, it's going to become yours. So there's no sense in sitting back. If you'll just go, it becomes yours. So get up, Abraham, and get out of the Ur of the Chaldees. Go, Abraham, into the promise that I've prepared for you. Someone shout go. It's time to go. Everywhere that your foot steps, the, the sandal imprint that you leave behind in the sand, Abraham, it tells the world that's yours. God's given it to you. I just want to let us know this morning that we've got some sandal prints in the sand of Fredericton. We've got some sandal prints in the sand of Canada. We've got some sandal prints that have been leaving some tracks behind us. And it's time for us to turn around and say, that's ours. I'm claiming it. But I'm not sitting here. I'm going to go. The world, come on, as long as there's a soul to save it's time to go as long as there's a world that's lost it's time to go it's time to go if the enemy can keep us stuck then we're not claiming territory if the enemy can keep us still that our foot isn't making imprints in the sand that God has given to us. So it's not time to stand still. When we've been given a green light, it's time to go. It's time to go, CCC. It's time to go. I, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever seen those animals that they release from the wild. They've captured them. And, or maybe it's a squirrel. I don't know. I'm coming down. Because I can. Come on, I'll, I'll, I'll stay out of this splash zone. I won't come that close, but I'm coming down. Just because it's about time to make some territory. It's, it's about time to claim some turf. Anybody with me this morning? 
It's, it's about time to push some enemy back and, and, and make some room for what God wants to do. I, I just feel it in the Holy Ghost. I'm not trying, come on, I'm not trying to be smart this morning. I'm serious. I'm serious about God is wanting to do in this room. I'm serious about what God is wanting to do in our city. I'm serious. I'm serious. This is serious stuff. This is eternal stuff. So God has a purpose and God has a plan. But it's not time for us to say, so I don't know. So back, back to my story, squirrels and stuff. Skunks. I don't know if you've ever seen some of these animals that have been caught in the wild and they put them in cages. They put them in cages and, and then <clears throat> they bring them out into the wild and they open the cage and the animal sits there. And they're doing everything to try and get the animal out of the cage because captivity has become comfortable. The cage has become the safe place. And the natural elements and the natural habitat is all right there. But the animal's in the cage. And you see them, you see the, the forest ranger, they'll come up and they'll start. And the ranger doesn't. The ranger, he doesn't want. To hurt the animal. He wants to release the animal. He wants it to be free. The bear, the, I don't know what we have. Bobcat. I don't know what the wildest thing we have around here is. I see, I see, yeah. I see some hunters in the room, you know, better than me. But those animals, when and the, the ranger's like, go. It's like Brother Stone King, I set you free. And the animals, and it's going to come around. And, and, and this morning, I literally, I was laughing to myself because I knew, I knew that I kind of want to mention that in my note, notes this morning. And I knew that, and I began to wait and, and watch for it in the room because we started service and everybody's like. You know, you see the, the deer, their head can go right around. It's 10.56, I got to get moving. See, so the animal's there. It's ready to be free. But it's become comfortable in captivity. And the green light, if animals could see lights or if they knew that what green light meant, is there for them. The door's wide open. Habitat, liberty, freedom. What you are meant to be is right there before you. I don't want to be like that in the supernatural realm. I, I, I'm not saying that the government determines what the church becomes, but I'm, I am saying that if we got a green light, we may as well go. I'm saying that if we got a green light, we may, as, we, we may no, not act like it's amber or we may not act like it's red we may as well act like it's green we may as well go when God has given us a green light to go church it's time to go the doors open we don't have to stay in captivity it's time to go and become everything that God has called us to be someone shout worship 
It's time to go and worship. Genesis 22 and verse 3 says that Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and claved the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto the young men, his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go. Someone say go. Yonder and worship and come again to you. I'm just going to take one more lesson from Abraham. That man that walked in the sand with sandals and claimed territory. It's time for us to go on into worship. It's time for us to raise hands. It's time for us to lift our voice. It's time to, it's time to become the people that God has called us to be. So I'll just steal a little scripture out of the Old Testament and bring it into New Covenant and remind us today. It's time to go and worship CCC. This is a house of worship. We've come together to worship God. We've come together to praise Him. And it might get a little crazy sometimes, but it's because we've got a command to go and worship. God never rescinded the command. I, I don't know what your worship sounds like. I don't know what your singing sounds like. But it's time and it's fine to let it all out. It's time to raise your voice. It's time to raise your hand. It's time for the altar to become full. It's time for the aisle to become full of people that have come to worship this morning. It's time to worship. Someone shout worship. It's time. It's time. It's time. As a matter of fact... Abraham never stopped going. If you'll look in scripture, you'll find that even when his wife Sarah died, he spoke to the sons of Heth. He still referred to himself. Scripture says, he said, I am a sojourner. Here he was in this place momentarily. He was there in that place. He wasn't yet in the land of promise that had been given to him. But he said, I'm just sojourning. I'm still going. Sarah, I... I've lost her. I'm going to bury her in the cave of Machpelah, but, but I'm still going. I'm a sojourner. This isn't my home. This isn't my, my endings places. I may even be buried here, but this isn't where I'm going to stop because in my mind, I've seen the land of promise. In my mind, I've got, I've got a vision of a city whose builder and maker is God. In my mind, I can't stop until I get there. Can I just remind the CCC, if that was the, uh, if that was the heartbeat of the old patriarch, then it may as well be the heartbeat heartbeat of a New Testament church. I'm going. I'm going, Pastor Justin. I'm going, Andrew. I'm going. I'm going on to the promise that God has. I'm not stopping here. I'm not stopping now. Someone shout, it's time to go. It's time to go. It, and the people of God, you know, whenever, whenever the enemy wanted to try and destroy them, watch what he did. He captured them. Whenever God had to get their attention, he put them into captivity and their going stopped. And that's why when Moses stood before Pharaoh, he shouted, let my people go. He didn't say, let my people be freed. He didn't say, come on, let my, he, he just said, let my people go. I'll tell you why. Because the people of God are meant to go. We're not, we're not ever meant to kind of, kind of put down foundations and roots and say, well, this is the end all, be all. It's time to go. It's time to go. We're coming with a word from God this morning. And I speak against the spirit of Pharaoh today. Let my people go that's not my word it's God's word we speak against the spirit of fear today let my people go 
Come on, we speak against the spirit of Laodicea. Let my people go. We speak against the spirit of complacency this morning. Let my people go. It's not time to just kind of sit back and wait until Jesus comes. It's time to reach the world for God. It's time to go. Let my people go. Green means go. Church, green means go. When Israel came, they, they, they escaped the clutches of Pharaoh. When they came to the Red Sea, it was a barrier. But let me tell you what Moses said. Uh-uh. We're going. Someone shout go. When Pharaoh's army closed in behind them, they had 400 and, come on, over 400 years of slavery behind them. Their natural inclination was to just cower in fear and get back in the cage. But let me tell you what happened. When Pharaoh's army came in behind them, they kept on going. They kept on going. God closed the sea in on Pharaoh's army, and Israel kept on walking. Let me, let me just remind us, it's time for us to go. It doesn't matter what the enemy brings against us. It doesn't matter the lies that he declares. It's time for the church to go. And they didn't stop there on the other side of the Red Sea. They walked on into the wilderness. Someone shout, go. It's just a threshold into the promised land. So don't stop now, Israel. Keep on going. Bitter water at Merah. No, no, no. That's not going to stop us. God can make it sweet. Go. Hungry? Don't matter. Keep on going. Men and quail are going to come. Enemies, they're going to come against you. But don't stop now, Israel. Keep on going. You're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Devil, you better look out this morning because we are coming. We're coming out. We're coming out of the corner. We're coming out of our hiding places. We're coming out of our static spots. We're coming out. Come on, we're coming out of fear and we're coming into promise. We're claiming it today. It's time to go. It's time to go. We come not by might, not by power. We don't come with oratory or ability, but by his spirit. Come on, by the spirit of God, we're going forward and we're going in. Jericho, go. Come on, Israel. The wall is going to fall flat. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Joshua, we will declare that the impenetrable wall of Jericho is going to fall and the enemy is going to go with it. That's what we've come to say today. Why? Because the church isn't going to sit still. It's time for us to go. And if we'll go, God will shatter barriers, blockages, barricades. God will, come on, God will divest us of every challenge that the enemy brings us. God will free us and bring us promise. But we can't just sit here. We've got to go. So I need someone this morning just to declare with me, I'm advancing. I'm going forward according to the purpose and the plan of God. I'm going in. It don't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter how high the river is. God's going to part the waters. I am going to go. I'm going to go. It doesn't matter. Come on, what baggage I've got on my back. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm declaring. I'm advancing today. Someone get it in your spirit this morning. I am advancing. Come on, who are we anyway? If we're his people, then we're going to advance. If we're his people, then we are going to go. That's who we are. We're his people. So go. Come on, and as you go, worship. Just like Abraham did, claim the promise. But don't stop there. Acts 3 says, go and pray. Now Peter and John, when they went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, they went up to pray. 
Let the prophets of Baal praise and proclaim their gods. Let the world tell us we're wrong. Let them scream and worship every idol that they've got. Let Ahab and Jezebel sit on their powerless paper throne and declare powerless plans. But here's what I know. Elijah's going to go down. He's going to go up to Mount Carmel. He's going to go ahead and soak the sacrifice and the altar. And he's going to pray a simple prayer. That's why we need to pray, church. That's why there's power in prayer. That's why Friday night matters. That's why, come on, that's why your personal prayer matters. Something happens when we begin to pray. Baal gets scared. Come on. Jezebel gets scared when people of God begin to pray. So if there's anything that I'm hearing in the Holy Ghost, it's time to go and pray. And like Peter and John impacted their then known world, it didn't happen without prayer. Pentecost started in prayer. And what we're going to experience in this day, in this age, is going to happen through the power of prayer. It's going to happen. Prayer matters. We can come back to the music, but don't stop there. Go and preach. Matthew 10, verse 7, it says, As ye go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Someone shout, go. But we just don't go without purpose. We don't go without God's plan in the front lobe of our mind. We go with God's purpose and we preach. Luke chapter 14 said, And the Lord said unto the servant, Someone shout, go. Go out into the highways and hedges. And compel them to come in. That my house may be filled. It's not a coincidence that we're all talking about filling the house today. But let me tell you how it happens. If we're willing to go and compel them. Ran into the guy, a guy in the diplomat last night. I don't know if he's here this morning or not. I didn't ask him for permission to use this story. But maybe he's here. I haven't seen everybody in the room. He's been here before. Talked about us praying, <laughs> praying for him. He doesn't have apostolic Pentecostal background. He said, they were laying their hands on me. He said, you had an expert there and transformation of people receiving the Holy Spirit. Sincere man, lovely guy. He said, I mentioned that we had a, I said, well, come back, come back tomorrow. Service is at 10 o'clock and 6 o'clock. His ears perked up and I said, 6. He goes, you still have a 6 o'clock service? I said, yeah. He said, how many people come? I said, I don't know. Between three and 400? Wow. He said, is it quieter than the Sunday morning service? I said, no. I said, Bring earplugs. We don't mind. Bring earplugs. But come back. I don't know. I don't know. I, if we have guests in the room, would you make all of our guests feel welcome this morning? We won't lie to you. It's louder. As a matter of fact, I, my answer was yes just because I knew this sound system is it's got a little more horsepower than the other one. And I didn't know what the service would be like, but I knew it was probably going to be louder than it was when he was here. And I, but I said, you know what? Here's what I believe. I believe we could pray somebody through the Holy Ghost, even if they got earplugs in. 
But my request, my petition was, please come back. He, he, he kind of swung around by the buffet. I don't know what, he was prepping to leave and then came back around by our table. We had the table like right beside the cash register. So we were joking with the servers last night. I said, we're your greeting committee. It's like everybody that came in, I, I think Kathy and I knew about half of them. buy anybody's meal but we were right there and we were, I, I mean there must have been 20 people that we knew and when I love that you know it's so simple so simple why don't you come why don't you join us I, if you're with us this morning and this isn't your normal Sunday routine we are so glad you're here we are so glad that you are here you are VIP this morning you are the most important people in the room today. We welcome you. We honor you. We are so grateful. Whatever is in your past that, that you brought with you. I, I, I got it. The word, it's kind of been tailored a little bit to the church this morning. But can I just, just let you know today that, that God's word to you today is it's time to go. It's time to go into my promise that I've got for you. It's time for you to receive all the hope that I've been waiting to lay out in your life today. The hope is yours. This is your church I'll tell you, our, our, our fall theme is this. Our church is your church. This is your church. Our church is your church. It's four words. You may have seen it on the bulletin, the monthly bulletin that we're handing out on the front. Our church is your church. We couldn't be more serious. We couldn't be more sincere. We couldn't be more honest. This is your church. We... You may have been here for 50 years, but we don't hold more benefits than someone that this is the first 50 minutes that you've been in service today. This is your church. This is your church. Our church is your church. His church is your church today. It's your church. But it's bigger than the church. Pastor Justin said, the shadow of the steeple. The ball field next door. The neighborhood that we live in. The city that we're privileged to be a part of. We love Fredericton. I love this city. It's beautiful. But the city that we're a part of is a part of the, of the calling that God has placed on us. And we can't we can exercise the calling to its full potential unless we get up and go. We've got to go. And I firmly believe that as we go, something supernatural will happen someone shout go and preach go and pray go and worship but whatever you do go and I firmly believe that as we go something will happen there were times in scripture when Jesus performed the miraculous immediately but there were times when he waited for them to respond to the word that he had given for him to accomplish the purpose that he wanted to accomplish. The ten leprous men, they stood far off, they lifted up their voice, they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, what? Go. Go. Verse 14, it says, and when he saw them, 
he said unto them, go, show yourself unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. The miracle happened when they got one foot in front of the other. And they got up from where they were. They left the place that they were in and they began to go. And as they went, as they, come on, as they exercised the green light opportunity that God had given them, the miracle began to happen. As they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. But it happened when they began to go. It happens throughout Scripture. It was the blind man in Mark chapter 10. It says that he began to cry out all the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. They called the blind man saying, And him, be of good comfort. He rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that, that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, what? Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. The responsibility for the miracle was in the hands of the blind man. And he would receive when he went. It's time to go. The Bible says, when Jesus said unto go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. John chapter 2, let me, the miracle, the first miracle of Jesus, the wedding in Cana of Galilee. He, he told the people, he told the servants, fill the water pots with water, and they filled them to the brim, and he said unto them, draw it out now and bear it to the governor of the feast. Listen, and, and they bear it. They didn't know that it was wine. They still thought it was water, but they got up, and they began to go. And as they went, what happens? They, they don't know. They don't know what the governor of the feast is going to say. But he tries the, the wine. He says, whoa, 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 why? Why have you saved the best until the last? The miracle happened the moment that he began to go. CCC, can I just remind us? Green light. Green light. It, it, it's a kid's game. The, kid, the little girls, they play in the office sometimes. Red light. Green light. I, I, I hear it in the Holy Ghost. I hear, I hear, I hear the Spirit of God calling. Green light. It's time to go. It's not time to sit back. It's not time to stand still. Not time to stay static. Not time to sit with the arms folded. It's time. Come on. It's time like never before to go. It's time. If you've ever ran in the Holy Ghost, it's time to run. If, if you've ever moved in God's purpose and plan, it's time right now to go like you've never gone before. It's time. Green means go. Green means go. Green means go. Standing together, I'm closing. Could we, could we just plan now, 11.17 a.m.? Could we plan now to have an altar call? Before you go, let's go. Come on, before you go. Before you go to the diplomat. Before you go to Wendy's with Chalet. Before you go, come on. Be, before you go to saint Hubert. Before you go home.
to the pot roast that mom's prepared or dad or before could we go into the purpose and plan of God that he has for us this morning I feel it man I feel it in the Holy Ghost there's a draw there's a pull it's just there's just a drawing in the Holy Ghost because someone if you'll go if you'll come on if you'll come into that purpose that God has for you then you're going to go where God needs you to go you're going to go where God wants you to go I could read the stories, the Roman centurion. Jesus told him, go. Go thy way. The impotent man, 38 years with the infirmity, will you be made whole? Rise, take up thy bed and walk. He had to go. It's there. It's there in scripture over and over and over again. But I, I don't want us. I don't want us to miss out on the miraculous because while we may have been waiting on God, God is waiting on us. Yeah. That's what we're talking about right there. Just, it's time to go. The call's already been made. The gift has been given. The, the Holy Ghost, the challenge. I, I wonder if someone will just be the catalyst in worship in the middle of the most dry, dead, dullest service in the, in the middle of the worst sermon Pastor Jack has ever preached that you're just going to let the Holy Ghost whoop out and it's time to worship, it's time to go we can't, we can't even afford we can't afford for the sermon to be bad we, we're just going to step over top of it and move into the purpose and plan of God come on, it's time, it's just time to go I, I'm wondering if someone will be the voice in the highway in the byway, if someone's going to get out into the hedge and begin to call because it's time to go, I, I can't afford to stand back this morning, we're calling on a commitment for the church to become the catalyst to change our world but it can't happen unless somebody is willing to go come on, in the middle in the middle of a dry spell where the baptismal waters haven't been stirred. Nathan, will you put your hand on that tank and just begin to claim it? God, we're claiming revival. It's time. We're going to see a flood of people come and be saved and baptized. Why? Because it's time to go, CCC. It's time to go. Green means go. Green is the excuse remover. Green is the plan that God has us in right now. Whatever the season is, whatever the timing is, come on. Come on, Nehemiah. You've been given a green light to go back and rebuild the wall. Don't sit there in captivity. Go! 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 Go, I feel it. I feel it rising in the room. I feel it rising in the room. You're allowed to lift your voice. You're allowed to get louder than the preacher right now. You're allowed to get louder than the sound. Come on in. You're allowed to be louder than the team of worshipers. You're allowed. You're allowed. God's given us a green light on this holiday weekend in the summer when the sun is shining on the outside. There's a call in the Holy Ghost for us to come this morning. It's time to go today. I wonder if you'd ever... Everybody in the room, you lift your hands. The Holy Ghost is helping us right now. If you need something from God, we're going to pray right now. And if somebody's in your bubble, if you're near somebody, then it's okay for you to pray with them. I wish you'd just kind of reach out and let's just, let's just storm heaven together for a minute, can we? Spirit of the living God, your help is in this room today.
There's a release that's coming. There's a liberty that's been declared. There's a promise that's been proclaimed. And God, we're going to walk into it. We're going to go. Come on, someone, you're receiving strength from the Lord. You thought this was just for you, but now you're realizing that God's going to use you, strengthen you. Come on, position you, empower you to use you in the kingdom purpose. You're going to go. You're going to be a part of the one that God uses. You're going to be a voice that God uses to declare. You're going to be a light in the midst of darkness. God is going to use you.